This show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. It's time to stand up against big tech. Protect your data at expressvpn.com slash Ben. This week, the Metropolitan Police in London were videotaped removing posters with pictures of hostages taken by Hamas. The posters were being removed from Cullimore Chemist in Edgware. The chemist's CEO, Hassan Khan, recently retweeted posts branding Israel and the IDF, quote, filthy animals and encouraging Iran and Hezbollah to attack Israel. This naturally caused some properly earned angst. After all, the removal of such posters has become the domain of anti-Semites across the world. So what was the police's excuse for removing the posters? They explained, quote, both people who reported the posters to us were concerned that would escalate an already tense situation. Officers went to the shop and acting in good faith, they removed the posters in an effort to prevent any such escalation. We do not wish to limit the rights of anyone to protest or to raise awareness of the plight of those kidnapped and the terrible impact on their families. But we do have a responsibility to take reasonable steps to stop issues escalating and to avoid any further increase in community tension. Stop the escalation. Prevent the community tension. That's the important thing. Well, yesterday, the Metropolitan Police reportedly arrested a man for posting a video criticizing people for putting up Palestinian flags around his neighborhood. Here is the video. And this is the kind of that's going on. Yeah. So there's a, look at this. Yeah, you see it? And then over here at this one. The Palestinian flags just on flagpoles well. all around his neighborhood. Yeah. And then we come along to this pole here and they've then done the same crap here as well. Look at this. Literally every flagpole, Palestinian flag. Hey, so this guy was then arrested. Here was the video of his arrest. The Belgian just impose that you do not attend any events involved with, involved with Palestine, okay? The reasons why we did this is on the 17th of the 10th of 2023, in Bethel Green Road at 10 of 4, you, you witnessed us saying, obviously, people, why, why are they over here, etc., we let them into our country, etc. So, okay? yes, so, okay. so, so deal. Okay. So, deal. So, on the television. Say right, that. Okay, that's Take him. Disgusting. He's a disgusting. Absolutely. I'm a stage four cancer patient and I need to hear. Make a scene. It should. It should. It's make the scene. You're arresting him because he said something in the street. But Hamas, a terrorist organisation. You haven't been round the block. You don't know what you're talking about. John, have a coffee. Did you hear that? What? All those Palestinian flags in Bethnal Green Road. And it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. Why didn't you get them down? They arrested him for saying, why are these people in our country? Meaning people who are posting Palestinian flags in the middle of giant rallies for Hamas. Now, the police did not remove the Palestinian flags, you know, for the sake of community tension. In the current moment, those flags are clearly meant to support Hamas. After all, there were no rallies with Palestinian flags prior to October 7th happening in Great Britain. If there were a true separation in cause between the so-called pro-Palestinian protesters we see on the streets and the pro-Hamas protesters, one might imagine that pro-Palestinian protesters would call for Hamas's ouster and surrender so as to make way for a peace process. Not one moment of that has materialized. None at all. Zero zip zilch. But the British police didn't touch the flags in the name of relieving community tension or anything. Instead, they arrested the man who wondered why Britain would import the kinds of people who would post Palestinian flags on street poles while Hamas is holding human babies hostage. 
Remember, the tensions must be reduced. Now, there are two ways to reduce tension in a community. The first is to cave to those who are the most radical and the most dangerous. In this case, the Hamas supporters. Criminalize anyone who would ask just why a community in the West should be expected to contain people who support Hamas. Take them to jail for asking that question on tape. And the second way to lower community tensions is to recognize that those very people who defend Hamas are a danger to your community, that the problem isn't community quiescence, but the constituency of the community itself, that there cannot be community with people who root for Hamas. This should be obvious, but it isn't. It isn't because the West simply refuses to look reality in the face. Better to arrest people who speak that reality than to look reality in the face. Because reality is ugly and reality is unpleasant. And reality might require you to recognize that the importation of millions of people who hate the West was an awful, terrible idea and that means should be taken to reverse that process. And so instead, a way has to be found to pretend away the threat. Blame it on Israel. Jabber about the two-state solution. Talk about Islamophobia. Whatever you do, do not look the realities of multiculturalism's dramatic failure directly in the face. Don't do it. This, of course, plays directly into the hands of Hamas. They now understand that they can say and do literally anything and that much of the West will cover for them in order to maintain the fiction that multiculturalism works. They don't even bother to hide the ball. They know that you are stupid and or weak. They'll say it directly out to your face. They understand that you will just pretend they didn't say it. That you will pretend to misunderstand them. That you will, in fact, grant credibility to people who cheer for them in the streets. Here is Hamas official Ghazi Hamad speaking just one week ago on Lebanese TV calling for attacks on Jewish civilians until Israel is extirpated. He says, we'll repeat October 7th, over and over and over. He says, Israel is a country that has no place on our land. We must remove that country because it constitutes a security, military, and political catastrophe to the Arab and Islamic nation. It must be finished. We are not ashamed to say this with full force. We must teach Israel a lesson, and we will do this again and again. The Al-Aqsa flood is just the first time. There will be a second, a third, a fourth. Because we have the determination, the resolve, the capabilities to fight. Will we have to pay a price? Yes, and we are ready to pay it. We are called a nation of martyrs, and we are proud to sacrifice martyrs. We did not want to harm civilians. That's a lie, obviously. But there were complications on the ground. <laughs> and there was a party in the area with civilian population. There's a large area across 40 kilometers. The occupation must come to an end. Occupation where? In the Gaza Strip? No, I'm talking about all the Palestinian lands. Does that mean the annihilation of Israel, Yes. Yes, of course. The existence of Israel is illogical. The existence of Israel is what causes all that pain, blood, and tears. It is Israel, not us. We are the victims of the occupation, period. They murder 1,400 Jews. They burn babies in ovens. And then they tell you that they want to do it again and again and again. Operation Al-Aqsa Flood is the name of what they did. That is literally the name of what they did. And they're saying they want to do it over and over and over again. And by the way, there are polls showing that there is wide and broad support for this in Muslim countries across the world, pretending that you can import a bunch of people who agree with Hamas, and this is not somehow going to have some impact on your community, is simply insane. It's totally crazy. In every available way, it's totally, totally nuts. So, for example, there is a recent poll showing one in three in Lebanon currently favor war with Israel. The poll found broad support for Hamas terror organization, the Hamas terror operation called Operation Al-Aqsa Flood. Of the 400 individuals polled in Lebanon, 80% supported what Hamas did. 80% in Lebanon. 80%. And by the way, if you look in other countries, very similar numbers. 
The group wishing to condemn Israel is comprised of 97% of Shiite respondents, 84% of Sunni respondents, 55% of Christian Lebanese respondents, and 75% of Druze respondents. Okay, in just one second, we'll get to more of Hamas just saying it all out loud because they know that you won't look them in the face. They know it. They know that you will just ignore what they did on October 7th. They will ignore what they say they are going to do in the future, including kill you and your children. You'll ignore it because it's uncomfortable. Better that if somebody says it, we arrest that guy. We have to arrest that guy for the sake of community peace. We'll get to that momentarily. First, Pure Talk recently announced they would alleviate $10 million in veteran debt by Veterans Day. Thanks to your support last week, they are 74% of the way to that goal with two weeks to go. Think about this. The U.S. military is made up of 100% volunteers. These are men and women who willingly sacrifice everything they have for this country. When they're done serving, they return home to a tight job market and outrageous living expenses. That's why I'm so happy a private company like PureTalk has jumped in to help. When you switch to PureTalk's lightning fast 5G network, they'll donate a portion of every new order to this noble cause. You can make a real difference just by choosing superior cell phone service. PureTalk's plans start at just 20 bucks a month, offering unlimited talk, text, more data, and a mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro. Make that switch today. Let's help ease the burden on the men and women who have given so much for us. Visit puretalk.com slash Shapiro. Switch to Pure Talk today. It's the right move. It's the American way. Visit puretalk.com slash Shapiro today. Again, that's puretalk.com slash Shapiro today. Go check them out right now. We'll get to more on this in just one moment. First, we all know the first thing we do when we get home from work is change out of those work clothes and Jump into loungewear. Well, luckily for me, I have Tommy John to come home to as I slip into my Tommy John loungewear set. I'm immediately enveloped in a cocoon of supreme softness and unparalleled comfort. Not only is their loungewear cozy enough to use as sleepwear, well, if I have to walk to the park with my kids, I don't look like a schlub. And guys, you might be wondering how these things can get any better. Their underwear is the best. I've been talking about this for years. If you haven't tried them, you're missing out. I took all the other underwear I had. I threw them out. I only wear Tommy John's. Tommy John's stylish and soft second skin underwear has dozens of comfort innovations, like a supportable contour pouch, a breathable light wick, moisture wicking fabric with four times the stretch of competing brands. Plus, Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee protects your most valuable assets. So what exactly are you waiting for? Try Tommy John today. You can thank me later. For silky soft comfort with sophisticated style, check out Tommy John's luxurious second skin limited edition colors right now at TommyJohn.com slash Ben. They're going fast, so hurry to TommyJohn.com slash Ben. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, Pure Talk believes in American values and that when people say free, they should mean, you know, actually free. When you switch to Pure Talk today, you will get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. No four-line requirement, no activation fee, just a free Samsung that's built to last, rugged screen, quick-charging battery, top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. It's the same coverage you know and love, but for half the price of the other guys. The average family will save almost $1,000 a year. So, I challenge you to choose a company that actually shares your values. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro to claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro. Switch to my cell phone company. I've been using Pure Talk for years at this point. I tell you that coverage is excellent. I trust them. You can too. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro and switch to my cell phone company today. puretalk.com slash Shapiro. Again. Hamas will say it right to your face. They'll say it right to your face because they know that you're weak or stupid. Here was Hamas official Abu Marzuk telling RT that Hamas has no interest in protecting civilians. So while the entire West caterwauls about Israel and what Israel is doing to the, the, horif- the, the horrible crimes they're committing against Palestinian civilians, the literal governing power is saying they have no interest in protecting their civilians. And in fact, they want their own civilians to die. Here is, again, a member of Hamas explaining Abu Marzuk saying this. <laughs> 
A reporter says many people are asking, since you have built 500 kilometers of tunnels, why haven't you built bomb shelters where civilians can hide during bombardments? He says, we have built the tunnels because we have no other way of protecting ourselves from being targeted and killed. These tunnels are meant to protect us from the airplanes. We are fighting from inside the tunnels. Everybody knows that 75% of the people in the Gaza Strip are refugees. And it is the responsibility of the United Nations to protect them. According to the Geneva Conventions, it's the responsibility of the occupation to provide them with all services as long as they are under occupation. They say it all out loud, on camera, over and over and over again. They don't stop saying it. They shout it from the rooftops. But the West will not look Hamas in the face. Because if it did, it might have to look Hamas's supporters in the face. And while Hamas is in Gaza, Hamas supporters are everywhere. They work in our stores. They go to our schools. They staff our press and our academic institutions. Well, that's too ugly and it's too frightening. So we have to look away. In the name of relieving community tension, of course, this is how the West dies. By looking away. By refusing to acknowledge reality. All that community tension? There are two ways it can go away, as I said. One is that you silence everybody in the name of the lie. And the other is that you maybe look at the forces that are tearing away at the community. We won't do the latter, and so we'll end up doing the former. And again, the, the people who are standing for Hamas, the people who are actively rooting for Hamas, I, I don't know how else to say the members of the media are doing this. They are. They are rooting for Israel to lose to a terrorist group that, that beheads Thai workers and, and then calls dad to explain how amazing it is what they're doing. It's it's all over the world. I mean, here's a top UN official yesterday. This top UN official is going to be Craig Mulhaber. He resigned from the UN. And he told CNN, he was asked, did Hamas attempt genocide? He refuses to answer the question. Because, of course, if he answers the question, you might notice. And so he's going to refuse to answer the question. How do you arrive at the assessment based on the UN convention uh, definition of genocide that Israel is carrying out a genocide right now? Well, you're right. That's based upon a U.N. convention, the binding international legal treaty that defines what genocide is, what its elements are. And we know that genocide is a term that is often politicized. It's often misused. It's often used as just a charge of abuse by one side or the other. Killing on a large scale, uh, expulsions, creating conditions that are determined to bring about uh, effectively the destruction of a population, in this case, the population in Gaza. All of these have been very well documented and add up to the crime of genocide. Israel continues to say it is going after Hamas. It is Hamas that is keeping its civilians where it is, that is using them, innocent Palestinians, as human shields. Why label that genocide? Of course, we've seen these. Yeah, we've seen these claims before, uh, repeatedly by the Israeli authorities in previous uh, large-scale attacks on civilian populations. First, claiming self-defense under international law gives no state the right to commit the kinds of atrocities that it is carrying out now. Again, it's never Hamas's fault. It's never Hamas's fault. They're just going to obscure it. They're just going to say that Israel is at fault because, again, if you notice that one of these groups, Hamas, is an actual evil genocidal Jew-hating organization that they say it out loud and they brag about using human shields, well, then it might change your opinion. But we're, we're, we're not allowed to change our opinions on these things because that might have some consequences for the rest of the West. And so the entire left has come around to this. Here's a former Bernie Sanders spokesperson, Walid Shahid, explaining this is Israel's fault. Of course, of course. 
we have a government and an Israel and a partner in Israel that has never empowered the Palestinian leadership in the West Bank to actually reach a settlement, a final status settlement about what to do with the two state solution. We actually have a far right Israeli government that opposes Palestinian statehood very openly. And so you, the United States must use its diplomatic and financial leverage with our ally, the ally we fund militarily to to put pressure on them to empower the secular uh, authorities in the West Bank who have been the leadership of the Palestinian people, but have never been empowered to actually be at the same table and negotiate in recent years with the Israelis. Oh, is, it, is Israel's fault that they're not empowering the Palestinians to make peace by, by what? Deposing the Palestinian Authority and putting in place a moderate Palestinian, which you would then complain about as an act of apartheid and genocide and all the rest of it? It's ridiculous. But this is huge segments of our media. It's huge segments of academia. And it's huge segments of people in positions of authority. We'll get to more on that in just one second. First, Bone Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Their products help you sleep better, perform better, recover fast, reduce inflammation, and so much more. From blue light glasses to red light therapy, Bone Charge products help you naturally address the issues of our modern-day way of life effortlessly and with maximum impact. If you haven't already checked out the infrared sauna blanket from Bone Charge, you need to. The infrared sauna blanket has all kinds of benefits. It works by using infrared light, which heats the body directly rather than the air around you like a traditional sauna. That means you get the same benefits at a lower heat. Sweating helps flush out those heavy metals, other toxins, the rest of that stuff. Raise your heart rate to that of physical exercise so it burns calories while you relax. You can burn up to 600 calories in just one session. Bone Charge ships worldwide, offering exceptional customer service. It comes with a 12-month warranty. Go to bonecharge.com slash Ben. Use the code Ben to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com slash Ben. Use code Ben. Save 15% today. Their stuff is great. You'll love it. Go to bondcharge.com slash Ben. Use code Ben to save 15%. We'll get to more on this in just one moment. First, let's be real. French fries, they're the only good vegetable. But unfortunately, they're not healthy. They're bad for you. Well, balance of nature, fruits and veggies are the most convenient way to get whole food ingredients every day, like the actual vegetables that account toward you know, what you should be eating. Balance of Nature uses an advanced cold vacuum process that encapsulates fruits and veggies into whole food supplements without sacrificing those natural antioxidants. The capsules are completely void of additives, fillers, extracts, synthetics, pesticides, or added sugar. The only thing in Balance of Nature's fruit and veggie capsules are, you know, like the fruits and the veggies. Right now, my listeners can get 35% off their first order and they'll also get a free fiber and spice supplement. Balance of Nature's fiber and spice supplement is a revolutionary fiber drink with a unique blend of 12 spices and whole foods. I'm flying pretty much constantly for the last few months. Gotta tell you, I really rely on Balance of Nature. There's never been an easier way to make sure you're getting your daily dose of fruits and veggies. Experience Balance of Nature for yourself today. Go to balanceofnature.com. Use promo code Shapiro for 35% off your first order as a preferred customer. Plus, get a free bottle of fiber and spice. That's balanceofnature.com, promo code Shapiro for 35% off that first preferred order. Plus, that free bottle of fiber and spice. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, you may have noticed we're experiencing a ton of global instability as primary season continues. How are you protecting your family in the midst of all of this chaos and nonsense? The fact is there is one asset that has withstood famine, war, political and economic upheaval, dating all the way back to biblical times. That, of course, would be gold. It's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold can help you create a well-thought-out, balanced investment strategy. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold without paying a penny out of pocket. Diversify into gold today. Just text Ben to 989898 for a free info kit. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to check out Birch Gold today. Text Ben to 989898. 
Claim your free info kit, protect your savings with gold. Smart investors diversify. And when you look at the pace of inflation over the past several years, you can see financial instability is the new way of the world. Text Ben to 989898 to get started with Birch Gold today. Text Ben to 989898 and talk to my friends over at Birch Gold. Okay, so our media are full scale on the side of Hamas. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. They want Israel to lose. So over the last couple of days, Israel had to hit a target in Jabalia, which is a quote-unquote refugee camp. I always say quote-unquote because people don't understand what a refugee camp is. They think that a refugee camp in the Middle East looks like how you would consider it, like a bunch of FEMA trailers by a river somewhere that just flooded. That is not what is happening in the Gaza Strip. These are full-scale cities that have been there for 50 years with giant buildings. They are called by the international community refugee camps to maintain the false claim that people living in Jabalia somehow have a right to live in Haifa, which is absolute sheer nonsense. It's ridiculous. There has never been a situation in human history where a country, a sovereign country, is forced to open its own borders to people who are outside those borders. That is not a thing that happens in international law ever. Seriously, name a time this has ever happened in human history. It doesn't work that way. But put that aside, the idea that, so Israel hits this, this target inside the Jabalia refugee camp. It's a military target. How do you know it's a military target? Because the ground underneath it collapses. You know what doesn't tend tend to happen very often if you if you hit a building from above and there's nothing underneath it? You don't tend to get a giant sinkhole. You know why there was a giant sinkhole? Because of secondary explosions and because tunnels underneath it collapsed. And so a bunch of Hamasniks, a bunch of Hamas members were killed because they were underneath there, including top commanders in Hamas. The rest of the world saw pictures, though, of a boom. A boom went. There was a big boom. And people were killed in the big boom. It doesn't matter that Israel has distributed at this point, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of leaflets above Gaza telling people, get the hell out of the area where you are. It's a military area and we're going to have to hit it. Hamas told people to stay, including many young men. They told them to stay so they could be used as human shields. That's the entire point. And so the media immediately rushed. They were so eager. They're so eager. They'd set up the entire predicate for this. I've been talking about this for weeks at this point, that they were setting up the predicate for when Israel did what it had to do, claiming that Israel is now the offending party. The predicate was multi-pronged. So one thing they would say is they'd say, well, we have to warn Israel. We have to warn them to use human, you know, we, we, Joe Biden was saying this. We need to warn Israel. They have to be very careful about civilian lives. We've warned them to be very careful. Israel is more careful about civilian lives than the United States. End of story. Israel has sacrificed far more of its lives, proportionally of its soldiers, in order to go house to house than the United States did in places like Iraq or Afghanistan, which is why there are hundreds of thousands of dead civilians in Iraq and Afghanistan. Hey, but put that aside. The IDF really, really doesn't, it doesn't matter. Point number one, propagandistic point number one is if it weren't for the West tugging on Israel's coattails, telling them not to murder the children, then they would be in there just opening heads and, and bashing children in the head willy-nilly. Now, again, that's nonsensical. Israel has complete air superiority. There is no air force for Hamas, thank God. If Israel wanted to eviscerate the entire area and kill two million people, it has the power to do that. It is not doing that because that would be terrible and immoral and Israel isn't going to do that. So part one of the lie was we have to tell Israel not to violate human rights because if, if we don't tell them, then they certainly will. And then part two was, well, you know, it might be disproportionate if Israel hits a military target and there are some civilians there, that might be disp- that's not what disproportionate means. Disproportionate doesn't mean that Israel somehow has to measure the proportion between the number of Israeli dead and the number of Gazan dead. That's not how that works. If that were the way that worked, then the allies were morally wrong in World War II because way more Germans died than Brits died in World War II. What proportionality means is, is the end sought proportional to the means taken? So if you have a giant Hamas headquarters and it's underneath a civilian area, is it proportionate to hit that when they're literally aiming rockets at you from that area? 
And the answer is clearly yes. But the media pretend they don't know this stuff. Now, either they're unbelievably ignorant of the rules of war, the laws of war, and how war works, or they are liars. There are no, there, there is no third choice. They're either ignorant or they are liars. I think they're liars. I think a lot of them are liars. I think they certainly know better. And they are avoiding the knowing better because to do so might offend. It might offend. You don't want to offend all the radicals out there who agree with Hamas. And so you have to pretend a moral equivalence because that moral equivalence is your warm bath, man. It's lukewarm and it's really dirty, but it is a warm bath. Whereas if you have to take a side, you might be left out in the cold by somebody. We'll get to the media's response to the Jabalia bombing in just one second. But first, the October 15th tax deadline has just passed. I know many of you might be dreading the stress of filing your taxes. Filing your taxes can be long, excruciating, but if you fail to file, you'll start to pile penalties on your tax debt. That's why you need to check out Tax Network USA. The team over at Tax Network USA has a track record of success. They've reduced tax debts for numerous clients, totaling over a billion dollars. Whether you're looking at a $10,000 or a $1 million tax debt, they can help you with the settlement. It doesn't matter if you haven't filed in a year, five years, even a whole decade. Tax Network USA is equipped to secure the best settlement for you. Their expert attorneys and tax professionals can help resolve all tax cases, no matter how they started. Don't let tax debt control your life any longer. I know it's been hanging over your head. Help get rid of it today. Take the first step toward resolving your tax issues by visiting taxnetworkusa.com slash Shapiro. That's taxnetworkusa.com slash Shapiro. Today, again, taxnetworkusa.com slash Shapiro. All right, so here's how the media responded to the bombing of a Hamas military target in Jabalia that Israel warned people repeatedly to get out of the way of. So Ian Bremmer, who's been on the show. I like Ian. Nice guy. He is so unbelievably wrong here. I'm going to attribute this to ignorance because, again, I think Ian's a nice person, but I don't understand what the hell he's talking about. The, the blast hits Jabalia. He tweets out, this is a war crime, period. No, the war crime is when you hide your military targets underneath civilians. That is an actual war crime. Under the Geneva Conventions, a target is transformed into a military target when it is military and you hide it beneath a civilian area. You can't protect yourself that way. In fact, if it were the contrary, every military on earth would hide beneath civilians. I mean, imagine the logic here. It's absolutely insane. The logic that's being used here is that if Hamas were to go and murder a bunch of Israeli civilians and then go out into a field somewhere, then Israel can go willy-nilly whole hog on them. But if they commit the double atrocity of murdering a bunch of Israeli civilians and then hiding beneath their own civilians, now they're immune. Now they're immune. They're magically immune. What do you think that incentivizes? That incentivizes everyone to hide behind civilians. If the way you gain defensive immunity is by hiding behind women and children, then every single terrorist is going to hide behind women and children, which is precisely the reverse of the so-called laws of war. The entire purpose of the laws of war for those who are not complete f***ing morons is to get military members in military uniform away from civilians. If you generate an entire incentive structure that tells people to get out of uniform and among civilians, what do you think you are doing? You're incentivizing that behavior, of course. Members of the media, again, I have to assume that they're not complete morons, but maybe they are. You know you're not in a good situation when the catch-22, the, the, the better moral solution is that the members of the media are so f***ing stupid that they don't understand this stuff, as opposed to they're unbelievably immoral and evil. And here's the New York Times, Nicholas Kristof, who's been garbage on this as well, joining Joy Reid, who is uh, perfectly comfortable with many anti-Semites on MSNBC. And his take is, the real problem here is that Israel's bombing is radicalizing people. You know, they weren't radicalized before over there in Gazastan, you know, under, under the tutelage of Hamas. They weren't radicalized. They were a bunch of nice Western people. But now Israel bombing them, that's what's really radicalizing them. Okay, thank you for that magical catch-22 you've now created. So either Israel gets to defend itself and its citizens by, you know, killing the people who are aiming rockets at it and keeping 233 people underground and also just murdered 1,500 of their citizens. 
or if they if they, or they can presumably just wait to die. They can wait to die so as not to offend. Here's Nicholas Kristof urging solution two: wait to die so as not to offend people. So you wouldn't want people who hate Israel to hate the Israel even more. You, you certainly wouldn't want that. That would be bad. You wouldn't want to radicalize a radical population so radical they elected Hamas. Just the fear of undergoing this constant bombardment and not knowing if you're next uh, has been, you know, completely staggering. I think that it's also uh, radicalized the West Bank. One of the things that I worry about is that there will be mass unrest in the West Bank as uh, people, you know, all people are talking about is uh, what's happening in Gaza. And there is also a widespread conviction among people in the West Bank that the uh, explosion at the hospital week ago, um, that that was not only caused by Israel, but in fact was a deliberate strike on a hospital by Israel. Now, you know, in fact, my best guess is that it was probably a uh, Islamic Jihad rocket that went astray, but that's not the perception in the West Bank. Oh, well, that's not the perception in the West Bank. So, I mean, even they'll never forgive Israel for not hitting that hospital because that would have provided them with their favorite talking point, obviously. I love that. So Nicholas Kristof even ends that segment by being they're being radicalized by things Israel didn't even do. So Israel should stop doing the things that it's doing. And also Israel should definitely stop doing the things it's not doing. Which things is Israel allowed to do then? They can't do the things that they are doing and they can't do the things that they're not doing. So, but again, all that is is excuse making. It's excuse making. You just... People seem to not mind very much when Jews just absorb death. That's when Jews, I've seen so many tweets over the last several weeks going, although the world opinion is turning against the Jews now, it's really turning, if they they retaliate, the world opinion turns against the Jews. Guess what? If I have a choice between breathing and defending myself, I'm going to keep breathing. I'm addicted to it. I'm not going to stop doing it for your viewing pleasure. I'm not going to commit suicide in order so that you feel better about yourself. It's absurd. But here's Wolf Blitzer doing the same disgusting routine on CNN. A senior Hamas official that it claims was the leader in the October 7th terrorist attack against Israel. We don't yet know how many civilians were killed in today's strike on that refugee camp. But uh, is taking out one Hamas leader or maybe two Hamas leaders who may have been there worth the deaths of so many civilians? Well, I support uh, Israel's effort to defend itself. It has not just the right to defend itself, but the responsibility uh, toward its citizens and its sovereignty in the face of a brutal, horrific attack that took place on October 7th. And for the good of Israel, for the good of the region, for the good of America, the free world, and for the good of the Palestinian people in Gaza, uh, we need to make sure that Hamas is defeated. Okay, that that is the right answer by Hakeem Jeffries, but Wolf Blitzer doing the, yeah, you know, they, they, they took out two Hamas commanders. Can that justify? So let me be clear. Israel right now, by doing this, they know that there are hostages down there. They know that there are hostages down there. You know who could end this immediately? Hamas by surrendering. I don't see anyone calling for Hamas to, to surrender. No one in the media is calling for Hamas to surrender. None of them. The same people who are weeping crocodile tears over the situation in Gaza refuse to actually engage in the one conversation that would actually force Hamas to surrender, which is, Hamas, you have two choices. You can either be completely destroyed or you can surrender. I swear, if, if these members of the media had been completely dominant during World War II, there's no way that the Allies could have won the war. Not one way in hell the Allies could have won the war. Every act the Allies took would have been second-guessed. Everything that the Allies did in order to win that war would have been treated as a human rights violation, and the Germans certainly would have won. This is, the media are disgusting. I mean, truly gross. 
And meanwhile, this, of course, is translating into some public opinion. Now, some of this public opinion is being manufactured. There is a liberal group, a progressive policy and polling organization called Data for Progress. And they ask the following question to Americans, quote, the U.S. should call for a ceasefire and de-escalation of violence in Gaza. The U.S. should leverage its close diplomatic relationship with Israel to prevent further violence and civilian deaths. Agree or disagree? Okay, well, I mean, if you're going to stack it that way, <laughs> I agree, right? I mean, if, if the idea of, of the ceasefire is that the ceasefire will stop all deaths, civilian, violent, it'll all end. But of course, that's not the case. We know that if there's a ceasefire, Hamas will grow stronger, and then Hamas will do this again, and then Hamas will put its own civilians in the line of fire again. But when you phrase it that way, which is the media's entire phraseology, you remove all the context and you just say, bad things are happening. Would you like the bad things to stop? Yeah, no one likes bad things. But you know what? Sometimes you got to do the bad thing to prevent the worst thing, especially when the group already did the worst thing and they have pledged that they are going to do the worst thing again and again and again and again until there are no Jews left. But the media have to do that. They have to do that because, again, that allows them to live their favorite lie. And that favorite lie is that in our magical, multicultural, Epcot center world, we are all the same. The only thing that truly divides us is whether we like hummus or whether we like crepes. That's the only thing that really divides us, whether we like borscht or whether we like falafel. Otherwise, we are all the same. We think the same things. We can import hundreds of thousands of you into Western cultural centers while you scream for our deaths. And there, there was a video that was going around that was somewhat telling in terms of the cultural differentiation between certain areas of the world and other areas of the world. And it showed the status of women in a variety of Muslim countries before the takeover by radical Muslims. And it showed video of what Iranian women dress like, for example, before the Shah fell. They're dressed like Western women. And look at them today. And they are all stuffed into burqas. Take a look at women in Afghanistan in the 1950s when the United States had a heavy presence in Afghanistan. They're dressed like Western women. Today, they're stuffed into burqas. Pretending this cultural difference does not exist is insanity. It's suicidal insanity. Pretending that you can import one set of values into a completely different set of values that has no impact whatsoever, and then maintaining that lie at the cost of the free speech of your own citizens is totally crazy. But that is exactly what everybody has been engaged in. And predictably, predictably, this is generating a new wave of anti-Semitism. Of course, because why wouldn't it? Because you're making effectively two separate claims. One is that you are blind to the anti-Semitism of radical Islam. It doesn't exist. They're just like you, totally normal. For the sake of community peace, we have to let them do what they're going to do, and we have to take down the stuff that offends them because they're just like us. That is line number one. And line number two is because you have to normalize Hamas and its supporters, you have to pretend that actually Israel brought this upon itself. And if Israel brought this upon itself, that means Israel's the bad guy. And if Israel's the bad guy, then everyone who supports Israel is the bad guy. And you know who supports Israel? The Jews. That's, that is why anti-Semitism has spiked. You cannot disconnect what the media are doing in terms of their assault and lies about the current conflict from the spike in anti-Semitism. The media can't both lament the spike in anti-Semitism and simultaneously cause it, which is precisely what they are doing right now at this minute. We'll get to the spike in anti-Semitism in just one second. But first, the flu season costs Americans $11 billion every year. When your kids get sick and miss school, chances are you'll miss work and then you'll get sick too. That's why we have EnviroCleanse in our office. EnviroCleanse brings new science to home and office air purification. Proven to capture and destroy the flu virus, bacteria, toxins, mold, allergens, EnviroCleanse is the only home air purifier that helps keep you and your family healthy. 
The EnviroCleanse technology is so powerful, it was chosen to purify the air on board Navy ships and subs. EnviroCleanse helps keep our servicemen and women healthier. It can help you as well. Now is your chance to get your own EnviroCleanse unit for your home or office and save an additional 10% off. Go to ekpure.com. Use promo code Ben for 10% off. That's promo code Ben at ekpure.com. Again, ekpure.com. We've got one at home. It's helping to purify our air. We have one at the office as well. It's helping keep us all a lot healthier. Go to ekpure.com and use promo code Ben. You get 10% off keeping your air healthier. It's not something you think about a lot, but you should think about it because again, Keeping the air healthier means you're healthier. Go to ekpure.com. Use promo code Ben. Also, as you know, The Daily Wire just launched Benkey. It's our brand new kids entertainment platform. It is fantastic. My kids love it. They are nine, seven, and three, the ones who can watch TV. And they love everything on the Benkey app. It is entertaining. It is wonderful. And best of all, it is safe for you, the parent. I know. You got a stressful day. You need like 15 minutes just to cool down. You need 15 minutes to do some work. You got to plant your kid in front of the TV for like 15 minutes and you can't do it. If it's YouTube or if it's Netflix or if it's Disney Plus, you just can't because you don't know what they're going to feed your kids. Well, you know what you're going to see over at Benki and that is high quality, amazing, fun content that kids really love and it's safe. It's not going to undermine your values. It's going to reinforce the values you want to teach your kids. Just download the app to start streaming right now. It's $99 value you get completely free. Go to dailywire.com slash subscribe right now. Start streaming the next generation of kids entertainment. Okay, meanwhile, I do want to give a shout out to Lindsey Graham. So Senator Graham has come in for some criticism on this show over time, but he was asked on CNN by Abby Phillip about civilian death in Gaza. And she asked what I believe to be an incredibly dumb question. The dumb question is, is there a limit to the number of civilians dying in a conflict beyond which you're just not allowed to go. And of course, the answer to this is no. The answer to this is is there is not an actual numerical limit. The reason there's not an actual numerical limit, that we have rules of war, right? Those rules of war that you're supposed to minimize civilian casualties. But you can't have like a sliding scale in terms of human life, where if you kill 10,000 civilians, that's okay. But if you kill 10,001 civilians, well, then we really have to tell you to call off the dogs. The reason you can't have that, particularly in this context, is because if you articulate such a limit, what do you think Hamas's incentive structure is? Hamas's incentive structure is then to kill 10,001 civilians, to put civilians all over the damn place. If you say to them, listen, we'll kill 8,000 of your civilians, but you know, if we go any further than that, we're really going to have to stop. Whose interest is it in for these civilians to die at that point? The party trying to stop Israel from taking out Hamas or Hamas? That's what Graham is saying right here. He got a lot of crap for it, but he's totally right on this. Is there a threshold for you, and do you think there should be one for the United States government, at which the U.S. would say, Let, let's hold off for a second in terms of civilian casualties? I, I, is, there, I, is there a point at no, which no. you would start to question no, I, If somebody asked us after World War II, is there a limit what you would do to make sure that Japan and Germany don't conquer the world? Is there any limit what Israel should do to the people who are trying to slaughter the Jews? The answer is no, there is no limit, but here's what you need to do, be smart. Let's try to limit civilian casualties the best we can. Let's put humanitarian aid in areas that protect the innocent. I'm all for that. So Graham is saying exactly the right thing, which is we should try to minimize civilian casualties, but I'm not gonna put a number on this because that only benefits Hamas. And meanwhile, Abby Phillip is, is there doing the, well, you know, I mean, there are a lot of people it is amazing. Again, ignorant or terrible. Those are the only two choices. All this, I say, is fomenting anti-Semitism. And unsurprisingly, we are seeing a radical increase in anti-Semitism, which is kind of an amazing thing. It really is. I mean, what we are watching right now is the worst attack on Jews since the Holocaust. And in the wake of that, more attacks on Jews. Now, in the West, I can't imagine many other groups to which this applies. Let's say that there are a white supremacist attack on a black church. 
The immediate response from everybody would be white supremacists are awful. People who sympathize with them are awful. And we have no tolerance for people committing what the federal government would call hate crimes against black people. First of all, you don't even need a shooting for that. All you need is a viral video for that. But when it comes to the Jews, oddly enough, a bunch of Jews get killed and the rest of the world is like, seems like it's the Jews fault and we should probably harm them. Maybe that's because the media are driving a narrative that it's the Jews fault and maybe it's okay to harm them. That's what happens when you when you actively mobilize in favor of a group that seeks to harm Jews, accomplishes that, and then claims immunity. Unsurprisingly, anti-Semitic incidents across the globe have spiked. According to the Jerusalem Post, a shocking surge in anti-Semitic incidents, including an astonishing 1,180% increase in anti-Semitic discourse, has swept across the globe during the ongoing Swords of Iron War, according to a comprehensive report released by Israel's national institutions and government. The report is a joint effort of the Diaspora Affairs and Combating Anti-Semitism Ministry, the World Zionist Organization, and the Jewish Agency. The report detailed an alarming almost 12-fold increase in anti-Semitic discourse that includes calls for violence against Israel, Zionists, and Jews. Almost all of it is in Arabic, 71%, and English, 28%. One in three of the anti-Semitic events are in the United States. There's been a 330% increase in violent anti-Semitic incidents. 71% originated from Arab and Islamic groups online. Not a giant shock in any of those statistics. And Chris Ray, the head of the FBI, he's saying the same. He says Hamas's success is going to cause violence here at home. Since the horrific terrorist attacks committed by Hamas against innocent people in Israel a few weeks ago, we've been working around the clock to support our partners there and to protect Americans here at home. We assess that the actions of Hamas and its allies will serve as an inspiration, the likes of which we haven't seen since ISIS launched its so-called caliphate several years ago. In just the past few weeks, multiple foreign terrorist organizations have called for attacks against Americans and the West. I mean, he's right about that, of course, but you know, it's a, a factor that is cutting very much in the favor of that is when the entire legacy media rush to the defense of Hamas. And you are, if you're calling on Israel to stop the killing of Hamas terrorists right now, I don't know who that benefits other than Hamas. That is literally their goal. Here's the FBI director saying that anti-Semitism is reaching record levels. Well, yeah, obviously. I will say uh, that this is a threat that is uh, reaching in some ways sort of historic levels, um, in part because, uh, as you know all too well, the Jewish community uh, is targeted by terrorists really across the spectrum. Homegrown violent extremists, foreign terrorist organizations, both Sunni and Shia, domestic violent extremists. Uh, and in fact, our statistics would indicate that for a group that represents only about 2.4% of the American public, they account for something like 60% of all religious-based hate crimes. Well, I mean, I wonder why that would be. I mean, it couldn't be anything systemic. Could it at all? You hear about systemic racism. It could be anything about the systemic anti-Semitism of the media that constantly finds excuses to blame open hatred of Jews and, in fact, the murder of Jews on other causes. Meanwhile, at our universities, things continue to be fun and games. A pro-Hamas mob was bullying a Jewish student at Harvard. So here's what that look like. You can see here there's a Jewish student. The pro-Hamas mob surrounds the Jewish student and starts uh, pushing him around. Uh, so um, suffice it to say that if this were a bunch of white supremacist students surrounding a black student and doing this, this would be the front page story in every major newspaper for a year. 
the entire Democratic Party would run on the systemic racism of the American people. This is happening. This kind of stuff is happening dozens of times a day across the United States right now on major university campuses. And um, I guess it's just stuff that happens, man. I guess that's just that's just the way that it goes. Meanwhile, over in France, things are going even better. A French woman had her house spray painted with Jewish stars, which is not evocative at all of, you know, like the Holocaust or anything. She says, again, is an old woman, is the hatred I saw as a child. And I don't understand. You can see in the background, her house has been spray painted with stars of David. Now, again, one of the reasons for the wild growth of the anti-Semitism is also because it's being spurred by social media. So TikTok, which is a garbage outlet that ought to be banned, TikTok, the views of pro-Palestine posts are far outweighing the views of pro-Israel posts, according to Axios. So if you look at the, the period October 16th through 23, you see that they're kind of even. Hashtag stand with Palestine, hashtag stand with Israel, kind of even in terms of the number of views. And then if you fast forward one week, TikTok changed, changes their algorithm, obviously. And the Stand With Palestine hashtag is now getting 285 million views compared with 64 million for Stand With Israel. Globally, there have been 210,000 posts using the hashtag Stand With Palestine and 17,000 using the hashtag Stand With Israel since October 16th. TikTok is, is not just a proxy for understanding how many Muslims there are around the world who are using it. It's also because, again, TikTok is owned by the government of China. And the government of China has been actively oriented in Hamas's favor. Meanwhile, Russia is orienting in Hamas's favor as well. This has been true for literally years. As the Moscow Times reports, in the case of Hamas, Moscow has long cozied up to the group, declining to designate it as a terrorist organization, even after the October 7th attacks, and making clear it is loathe to sever contact with Hamas. In doing so, Russia provides Hamas with a terrorist most covet, legitimating effect of recognition. In 2007, Putin hosted Hamas's then leader, Khaled Mashal, in Moscow and received praise from Mashal for his courage and manliness. Putin was thanked again by Hamas after the October 7th attacks, this time for his, quote, position regarding the ongoing Zionist aggression against our people. So, yeah, there are a lot of reasons that anti-Semitism is, is rising pretty dramatically. All right, guys, the rest of the show is continuing right now. We'll be jumping into the mailbag. If you're not a member, become a member. Use Coach Shapiro at checkout for two months free on all annual plans. Click that link in the description and join us. Gear up for the great outdoors with Forlow, the brand that's revolutionizing outdoor apparel. Forlow's non-compromised, 100% American-made outdoor apparel protects your body from the elements so that your mind stays focused on the hunt, on the water, or on the trail. Your adventure starts with a solid foundation, which is why Forlow's base layer is designed to provide the comfort and insulation you need to keep going when the temperatures drop. Their uniquely breathable down layer ensures that you stay warm without overheating. And since proper protection goes beyond insulation, the final layer, a waterproof shield, completes the system. From UPF sunblocking material that shields you from harmful rays to polygene technology that masks your scent, Forlow's innovative designs and cutting-edge material ensures that you can focus on the adventure, not the elements. Their commitment to innovation and American craftsmanship will carry you beyond the known and into the unknown where the journey truly begins. Get the most out of your time in the outdoors and go to forlow.com and use code DAILYWIRE for 20% off your purchase. That's forlow.com, code DAILYWIRE. 